Well, good morning, Porch Church. Uh, I'm joining you from the porch today uh, because of the 4th of July, changing uh, our filming venue just a little bit. So I uh, hope that that uh, brings you some joy on this 4th of July weekend. Hope you got to celebrate with some friends or family, blowing some stuff up maybe, uh, and at least taking some extra time to be together. As we jump in here today, I want to just connect some dots for you about how you can be involved here at the porch and shine the light and love of Jesus. If you're looking for a way to belong, I want to kind of highlight that next week uh, we're going to be talking about our reopening plans. So the board and staff and I have been working on what reopening looks like and we're excited to be sharing that uh, with you here coming up next week. So you don't want to miss that announcement. I'll share it at this time next Sunday. If you're looking for ways to grow here at the porch, I want to remind you that this upcoming Saturday, July 11th, from 8 to 9.30, we'll be doing prayer in the parking lot. Jeanette Perry is organizing that, so if you have questions, her email address is on the screen. But what you need to know is that you can show up Saturday, July 11th, at the church parking lot from 8 to 9.30. We'll be social distancing, and uh, you are welcome to participate in some prayer together then. If you're looking for ways to give yourself away here at the porch, uh, we're still doing meals. Rochelle and her family have been uh, lovingly provided for, I think, at this point. So we've got some other meal opportunities there. We're going to be giving some meals to the Woods clan as they are at home now and uh, creating new rhythms with baby Gabriel. And uh, I just want to highlight for you that we actually have three families that are expecting in addition this month. We've got the Crables, the Greens, and Kaylee and Kenny heart are also expecting all this month of July. So you're going to want to stay tuned to porch.church backslash meals uh, for all the ways and all the wonderful people that we can bless as uh, they welcome new additions to their family. If uh, cooking meals maybe isn't your spiritual gift, um, I, I don't know what to tell you, right? Find your meal, find your go-to, pick something up from the store, because uh, that's going to be a major way that we're able to serve in July. Plus, if you're lucky, when you drop off the meal, you might get to see a baby or two. Speaking of which, I uh, got to go over and see the Woods clan and uh, got to see and meet baby Gabriel for the first time. And while I'm not quite doing baby dedication, right now uh, at the very least uh, I got to hold him so there's some fun pictures for you to look at together there's just some snapshots of ways you can belong here at the porch but right now we're gonna jump into the message I'm so excited because we're starting a brand new series it's uh, one that I've been planning and looking forward to uh, virtually this entire year and so we're gonna launch into that new content today as we get started though I just have a question for you in your life, do you, do you ever feel like you're missing the mark? Like you're not quite on target, like maybe you're just off to the center or some of your goals have shifted or maybe you kind of wake up and realize that you're not on the same track where maybe you intended to be. I think this is really easy to see in parenting, right? Remember when we're young and we're just getting started in parenting? Maybe you remember being pregnant and kind of all the hopes and dreams that you had for your unborn child. She's going to be a doctor. He's going to be a teacher, right? They're going to grow up. They're going to be smart. They're going to be good at sports. They're going to be well-liked by their friends. Of, of course, we're going to be the best parents ever, right? We're going to use all organic, right? No problem 
processed foods or sugars. It's gonna be great, right? No electronics, no iPad movies. We're gonna be free range parenting, right? It's just gonna be the most beautiful, wonderful experience. And then you fast forward to today, right? Where you're at in your parenting journey or five years in or one year in or one month in, right? And all of a sudden, maybe you agree with the famous quote, right? Everybody has a plan and until they get punched in the mouth, right? Because parenting is a little bit like being punched in the mouth or at least kicked or peed on or a hundred other different things that happen along our parenting journey and we have these great plans these ambitions that we lay out and then eventually we find ourselves in the store going fine you can have the candy bar just shush for like 30 seconds i just need to finish checking out right here's the ipad go watch a movie just so that i can have one minute of an adult conversation just go because parenting is tough right it it takes out of us so much energy and ambition and maybe in a quiet time of reflection perhaps even this morning you're evaluating those two polar opposites and going I, I wonder if my parenting needs a refreshing I, I wonder if we're off track if we're missing the mark just a little bit in our parenting or maybe we had the wrong goals to start with and, and we never quite recalibrated or we need an opportunity to, to make sure that we're still on the course that we ought to be when it comes to raising our families. For the next six weeks, we're going to be launching into a parenting series called Arrows, Living Toward the Target. And our basic idea is just that, that we all have a target in mind that we're living our life toward and that our children are like arrows that we fire in that direction. We've got a, a fun acronym, right, for each letter in the word arrows. And so we're going to be looking over the next six weeks at some of these parenting opportunities that we have for our families, right? Of course, we're going to look not only at what it looks like to be a follower of God on an individual level, but then also as a parent and, and as a family. And we're going to find these areas to live towards the target as God calls and enables us to. Because I don't know about you, but my parenting could really use a refresher course, right? It's been like three months of COVID, right? Kids home non-stop, right? Playdates have only recently opened up and I have a newfound appreciation for stay at home moms and dads. You stay at home, parents are killing it, right? We're just amateur hour over here trying to survive, praying that school starts back up. You guys are veterans, you've got it down. And all I'm saying is please teach me, right? We need your help to navigate this season. Because if you've been a parent for any length of time, you, you know that parenting can be exhausting. That it can take the energy and life out of you. It isn't easy, right? Nothing has made me appreciate my parents more than being a parent myself. Than having all of the love and conditional uh, opportunities to care for my children and recognizing that when we say that we'll pay any cost for them, that those costs are, are real. We pay with our time and with our energy and with our love and affection. And of course, there's like money and material costs that go into being a family as well. And the stark reality is that there's no more place for greater happiness and blessing and joy than is found within our families. 
but by the same token, there's also no better place for pain and for misunderstanding and for contempt to be bred than right under our own roofs. So I hope you'll join us over the next couple weeks as we look at how to live towards the target with our parenting and our families that God is calling us to. Now, you might be asking, why are we calling this series Arrows? I assume you mean other than the awesome acronym that we've developed. But the real reason is that there's a, a biblical perspective about this. We're going to be turning to Psalm 127 in the Old Testament. Psalm 127 is actually a psalm written by Solomon, the wisest king of Israel, who said that he asked God for wisdom and God granted it. The psalms are written by numerous authors, not just David. And so this is one such psalm. In particular, Solomon we see addressing the, the family and care issues. And so as he does so, you're going to see this metaphor of arrows come out in his description. Let's read it together now. Psalm 127. A song of ascents of Solomon. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. You can hear him speaking about a household, right? Unless the Lord is the builder, then then what's the point? You can rise early and stay up late, but if the Lord's involved, he gives you sleep, right? And what's he say? That children are, are a heritage. In verse 5, uh, the actual text says, blessing, blessing. It's a double blessing, a reward from the Lord. He says they're like arrows in the hands of a warrior. You want a quiver full of of children, right? The Bible says you're a warrior, and if you're a parent, then your weapon of choice, right? The peace that defends and protects you are the children that are given to you from the Lord, right? If this is Avengers, then you're Hawkeye, right? Your arrows are the weapon that God gives you in the fight that you have ahead of you. you you might be saying, you mean the, the kid next to me, right? Who can't sit still and is barely listening, right? That I've had to take the phone out of their hands three different times in this message so far, right? He's my strength as a warrior, right? I don't know, my arrow might be busted here. I'm not sure this one's going to fly straight and hit the target. I have to remind him three times to take out the garbage, right? That's my quiver. Whatever we're fighting, I, I'm not confident that we're going to win, right? Completely joking, of course, but it's a little bit true, right? Somewhere along the way, parenting can stop feeling like a blessing, like a calling, like a battle that we can win, and it starts to feel draining, energy sapping, frustrating. All right, sometimes parenting can feel more like a burden than a blessing. And the reason for that is that both blessings and burdens have a weight to them. 
They matter, they mean something, and they're heavy, not just because they're growing young boys and girls, but the pressure and the weight of raising good, upstanding children who fly straight, who hit the target, who love and fear and serve the Lord. Man, that's heavy. And if we're not careful, if we're not lifting it properly, that heaviness can feel like a burden and not a blessing. And that's why we have to talk about this, because we have to be on top of our game. Right? After all, we only get one shot, and when it comes to parenting, we have to hit the bullseye. That's a lot of pressure to fire straight and true shots in a competition that maybe we haven't trained for. We're learning as we go. So let's spend some time talking about arrows. Let's talk about the quiver that God has filled and the role and God's role and their role in continuing forward in the journey that God has called us to. And let's set out to hit the bullseye together. And really, that's the first thing we'll talk about with parenting is that in orders for arrows to be any good, we we have to hit the target. In in order to hit the target, we, we have to start with our aim. We have to know what we're shooting at. What's the goal? What's the win? What's the bullseye? What are we aiming at anyway? Right now, since we're still in COVID, I want us to be just a little bit creative this morning. Parents, I know you're on the couch right now. Why don't you take one minute together and I want you to answer this question. What is the goal for our parenting? Right? Pop quiz, go. Go. You have one minute. What's the goal of your parenting? All right, kids, lean in, right? While they're talking about that, you talk about the same thing. What do you think your parents' goals are for you as their children? Or better yet, what should the goal be for your parents for you? Hint, this is a great time to sneak in ice cream. Parents, stop listening. You're wasting your time. You only have 30 seconds left on the clock, right? What's the aim of your parenting? 15 seconds. I'm not counting. There may or may not be a timer. We'll see how this is going. Is that Jeopardy music I hear? I don't know. Okay, time's up. Now, save that conversation for lunch or dinner, right? You're welcome. Because that's a big, hairy question and answer, right? Maybe you've talked about it as parents. Maybe you have never thought about it before. But what's the goal? What's the target? What are we aiming at? It's hard to know if we're being successful as parents if, if we don't know the goal that we're aiming at. How do we know if we hit the target? And it's incredibly important for your family to develop its own language and cadence and rhythm around this conversation. So if you didn't have a good answer, it's okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little cheat sheet here. But a great starting point for your conversation might be Matthew 6.33. It's a famous verse. I'm sure you'll recognize it. But here's what it says. It says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, And all these things will be given to you as well. So from Solomon and from this verse, we can conclude that the target, that the bullseye is living our lives, is putting God's kingdom first. Is putting these things above everything else. Living with eternity in mind is the goal, not only of our lives, but certainly of our parenting journey. The direction in which we want to fire the arrows, the children that God has entrusted me with. 
If, if you're wondering where to aim, you should be aiming at eternity. C.S. Lewis has a great quote. He says it this way. Aim at heaven and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you will get neither. The goal, the target that we need to be firing our arrows at is eternity, is heaven, is what's on the other side of this experience. And so much of our parenting is spent hitting targets or aiming at things that don't matter all that much in the sense of eternity. There are lots of arrows, but there's only one target. There's only one bullseye. There's only one mission accomplished. And each arrow is unique and distinct. And we really get one shot that counts to land the bullseye and to hit the target. And we cannot afford to miss. Which should lead us to the next natural question. If there's one target and it's about eternity, then how do I hit the target? Right, if we were to pretend that we were going to take an actual shot and so we went out to an archery range and I gave you a bow and one arrow for the first time and I said there's a target 50 yards out there and it's your job to take one shot and to hit the bullseye on that target 50 yards away and, and oh by the way, eternity hangs in the balance of you making that shot. Um, no thanks, right? Like, that's a bet that I don't think I would place. There's just too much at stake, but that's the task laid before us. So how do we prepare ourselves? What are the steps that we can take as parents to ensure that the arrow that we fire is going to hit the target? So a couple thoughts about archery today. The first is this, your stance matters. Your stance matters. If you've played any sport, whether that's archery or golf or free throws in basketball or hitting a baseball, you know that everything hinges on your feet. Are they placed shoulder width apart, slight bend in the knees, or your toes pointed correctly at the target in which you are aiming at, right? Everything is built from the ground up and to effectively execute the goal that you have, it all starts with your stance, being on a solid foundation, right? If you step up to take a free throw or to hit a baseball and your stance is off, there's no way you're going to hit the goal that you have. You're going to be all elbows and knees and wobbly. You won't be able to execute it. The same is true in archery, which means the same is true for our lives. If the goal is to hit the bullseye, then how our feet are on the ground is important. You need to be grounded and rooted in the word of God if you expect your arrow to hit the target. We've talked about this multiple times, and I'll talk about it until I'm blue in the face. If you are a follower of God, if you're a parent, if faith is all important to you, you need to be in your Bible daily. How many of you uh, did the Bible reading challenge? Maybe you fell off? Get back on the horse. It's not too late to have a daily devotional time where you're anchoring yourself, rooting yourself in the Word of God. If Bible reading, you've got that habit down, then add prayer 5, 10, 15 minutes a day. Root yourself firmly in this faith that we 
profess. If you've got that down, then move to other disciplines or to an hourly rhythm. The, the point is simply this, that our footing, our stance, being on firm and level ground is critically important to us being able to make the shot that we're called to make. And so many of us have faith be this background image thing, something that maybe we do once a week or in times of crisis, but the reality is that it's a daily discipline, right? Even professional athletes have to go back and work on their stance when their game is off. So how's your stance? If you want to hit the target, if you want to fire your arrows and for them to be a bullseye, your stance being rooted in the word of God and solid Christian disciplines matters. Having those things rooted before the arrow ever leaves your hand is critically important. So number one, stance matters. Number two, arrows are weapons. Now, this might be a little bit uncomfortable to our modern ears, but, but that's the metaphor that Solomon uses. Hitting the target in target practice is one thing. Hitting the bullseye when life and death are on the line, right? That's a different story. But his goal here is to challenge and instruct us. He presumes that we understand that in our parenting that we are in a battle, that we're in a war. Uh, we talked about this just a few weeks ago in our series, Hope in the Darkness, that so often we forget as people of faith that there is a present spiritual war happening all around us, that there is a very real enemy who would seek to knock our arrow off course, who would seek to disrupt our footing, and would seek that we would not be effective in the plans that God has laid out for us. When you signed up to follow Jesus, it was a initiation into battle, into the ultimate battle for the souls, not only your soul, not only the souls of your children, but of our friends and neighbors and co-workers, really the entire world. So when we use this metaphor of arrows, it presumes that we understand that we're in a battle. Now, arrows at one point in time were the height of military power. They were the super weapon, right? If you had a sword or a plowshare or any other handheld object and your opponents had bows and arrows, are you charging the mound in that fight? No way, because your opponent has the superior advantage. They're going to be pummeling you with arrows before you even get close enough to damage them with the weapon that you have in your hand. You're literally bringing a knife to a gunfight. So what does it mean that our children are the arrows in our quiver? It means that they're our strength. It means that they're part of the power that God gives us in waging the war ahead of us. When I was about 30, I went through a set of really difficult personal circumstances that led me to develop and to dig down into my prayer life. I, I learned some powerful techniques that changed my relationship with God and my understanding of the power and work of prayer in my life, and I was able to attend a couple trainings to that end. Now, what was the first thing I did with that teaching? I taught my sons, who were maybe five and seven at the time. So here's my picture there. The methodology that I learned at age 30, I taught to my children at age five. They're growing up with the knowledge that it took me 30 years to acquire. Who do you think is going to be the more effective prayer warrior? 
God willing, they will be. Why? Because they're the arrows that I fire. They're my strength. They extend the reach of God's kingdom through the work that I invest and put in to them. They're what the Lord has given me to advance his kingdom in the spiritual battle that we are all fighting. I've shared this quote before, but it's very apt for this conversation. It comes from Andy Stanley. He would phrase it this way. The greatest contribution you make to the world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. What are we passing on to that next generation? What are the gifts that we bestow that go on ahead of us? What is the rich inheritance that we're investing in the arrows as we let them loose and fly? Now, a couple of caveats here, right? Arrows only fly how they are fired. They are not independent. And you say, yeah, well, you haven't met my teenager, right? You haven't met my preteen. You haven't met my two-month-old. And fair enough, right? I know that our kids are ruthlessly and ruggedly independent. And you're right. Eventually, they are independent. But they start out not. They start out not until they are released do they fly free. Right? See, in Solomon's days, arrows weren't purchased at a store, right? They were made. You invested the time in a wooden bow that you could bend and would have the power and the flexibility to shoot an arrow a great distance, that it would propel the arrow, it would be made just right. And then you'd prepare the arrows, right, rigid wood to absorb the force, and you'd put flights on the arrow to make sure that it flew straight and true. You'd put a pointed tip on the end to weight it and to ensure that it would hit its target and stick there, right? Arrows were a lot of work. There were a lot of preparation went into an arrow before it was fired. And your kids who are under your roof, who are still at home with you, have not yet been loosed. You may have had some test flights. Lord willing, I hope you do. You may have had some practice rounds and made improvements. You've gone back to the drawing board, but you have not yet set those arrows loose to hit the target their upbringing, the time that you invest now, the pieces that you put into crafting the arrow so that it can fly straight and true, all of that are determining whether or not the arrow, when it's actually fired, will hit the target. But everything, everything that gives an arrow the ability to hit the target is in the hands before it is ever fired. From its makeup and working pieces to the angle and speed and the forcefulness from which it is fired, everything that it takes to hit the target happens before the arrow is fired. Which means we've got some work to do. Because if arrows are a blessing and they're not a burden, they're for our benefit and we want them to hit the target, then we've got to be first of all aiming at the right target. Make sure we're putting in the right work behind the scenes to make sure they fly straight and true. We've got to have our stance correct and ensure that we're instructing them carefully, that we're learning from every misfire and the target practice that we have because in the actual heat of battle, you only get one shot to hit the target. And it's life and death on the line and we want that shot to matter, to count, and to hit the bullseye of eternity. 
So as we start this series, the first thing that I want you to process is your aim. I gave you some space to process the aim of your family and your parenting, and and I want to give you a little bit more here. In light of this idea and what we're going to build to in the next coming weeks of the series, I want you to solidify what you're aiming at. This may need to start as a personal question, right? Far before you get to your aim as a parent, you have to make sure that your stance is right, that you are prepared and aiming at the right target before you ever pick up an arrow. Is your life pointed at the target of eternity? Or have you perhaps been missing the mark? Maybe you're hitting the target, but it's not a bullseye. What steps, what things might you need to address personally to ensure that your aim is set on eternity and that you're not settling for some other victory in some other area? After you process that, you and your spouse can carve out some time, but what are we aiming at with our kids, with our family? Are the values that we say that we value, is that how we truly spend our time? Are we setting them up to hit the target. Maybe you come up with or you have a family mantra, or maybe through this series you can land on some language together and you create some family values, some statements that help keep you on target. A famous one and a great place to start for your family, maybe it's one that you've used or you recognize, is Joshua 24 15. It says, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Not our jobs, not our bank accounts, not the lake or the mountains or the ski resort, not the scholarship or the soccer schedule or the Broncos schedule. Our aim is on eternity. And once you become clear on that target, it becomes easy to see what's taking your aim off target. And then to remove distractions so that you can see clearly what you're aiming at. I want to pray with you this morning as we set out to do this as a community. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, our aim matters. And you've called us to the target of eternity, both for our lives and for the lives of our children. And so, God, we ask that you would equip us for that task. Help us to have the correct target first and foremost, and then to adjust our stance and to adjust the work that we do, the discipline that we do, to make sure that our life is singularly focused on hitting the bullseye, hitting the target that you've called us to. God, as we have these conversations with our families, I pray that we would be open to hearing and reflecting from them, to setting out these goals together, and to have the opportunity to blaze a new path forward, landing on some language about what it looks like to be a family that serves you above all else. God, give us time and space and wisdom for these conversations, and may these conversations serve to honor and to bless you in all that we do, individually and with our families. We love you and we praise you. All God's kids said, amen. This is going to be a great series. I really hope you'll join me. 
and quite frankly, I'd love to hear your family bullseyes. Statements, mantras, values, let me hear them. Send me an email, give them to me on Facebook, right? We'll be building that foundation in the weeks to come. And so I hope that you had a happy 4th of July weekend. Next week, we've got some announcements about the buildings and I'm excited to share that with you. But we also have week two of Arrows next Sunday. So come with some thoughts about your aim together as a family and we'll continue to live towards the target in these next couple weeks. Be blessed this week. I can't wait to share with you next week.